For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And we have been having a robust discussion about what it is about the millennials who appeal, who Bernie Sanders appeals to. They're being credited for Bernie's popularity. He's a self-described socialist. And all over the news this week, as Hillary basically is the presumptive nominee of the Democrats, is that his socialism and his power from being so popular with young people is going to move the Democratic platform to the left. And I've, uh, of course, I always think the GOP platform is way too far to the left anyway, so I don't have a lot of hope there. But I think there's some confusion either in the term of capitalism or what the millennials think that they're talking about with capitalism and socialism it's either in their minds which i don't think so i think it's it's been a a plan from the beginning to hijack history and language to change what americans think is the cause of their prosperity so what i think now people think of as capitalism is cronyism, and I think that's really what we have. I remember when I was at Citibank, which was my first job after college, a guy from Columbia, the country, said to me that, don't you think that everybody who's gotten rich, any super rich guy, has had to, has done bad things to get there? And I looked at this guy. I mean, for years after that, I was like, wow, that is so sad that he thinks that, that that's the world he comes from. And I... I saw many, many examples of where he was completely wrong. But now I look and I see so many examples of him being right. And I even look at the tech billionaires and I think these guys are in bed with the, with the big government. And I, and I look at an example that people always want that uh, this guy is supposedly a supporter of libertarianism, Peter Thiel. And he, he's a tech billionaire, and he gave money to Ron Paul. He's on the steering committee of the Bilderberg Group. And the Bilderberg Group, people think, is this you know, conspiranoid fantasy that these guys get together and run the world or try to. But it's not a fantasy. It's a real thing. It's uh, if just from their own website. It's a third government, two-thirds uh other stuff (laughs) it's like banks mostly and big tech and all that kind of stuff and it's private they you can't talk about any of it and the people who are there are big tech guys eric schmidt from google lindsey grand senator is there henry kissinger it's peter Thiel, uh 
Carp, a guy named Carp, who is the CEO of Palantir, which is a Peter Thiel company. Thiel founded, was a co-founder of this company for $40 million. He stands to make a billion from it. And it's a CIA funded company that mines data. So it's, it's obviously these guys are all connected to each other. Peggy Noonan is there. Um, General Petraeus is there. A lot of these people are there. Charles Murray is there uh, from the American Enterprise Institute. Richard Engel, I think, is the NBC reporter. Jordan Vernon, remember that name from Clinton fame? And if you, in case you think that it's really benign, it's not. It's not. It has an impact. And I'm reading now, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes. It's, uh, it just, this is going to demonstrate the nature of this group. The North American community, uh, was a goal of a task force, a Council of Foreign Relations tax, task force chaired by William Weld. One of the members was Heidi Cruz. So these guys uh, at the very highest levels are kind of on the same page. And it called for this task force for North American community. Their report called for the creation of a North American advisory council, similar to the Bilderberg Group, which is reported to support transatlantic relations, but this North American Advisory Council would be made to buttress North American relationships only, but that the Bilderberg Group, which the CFR is using as an example, is used to support these transatlantic relations. It goes on to say that they should also create a North American interparliamentary group that will include U.S. congressmen, along with Canadian and Mexican parliamentary representation, who will play key roles in policies towards each other. And another one of the, of the goals of this North American community is to pivot to or adopt the most stringent labor and environmental laws of the other two countries. And it says this North American Advisory Council they're recommending, which is like a Bilderberg group, could provide an agenda and support for the meetings of this interparliamentary group. I know that's kind of complicated. What I'm going to say is they talk about how the Bilderberg Group is designed to help government agents follow their agenda. I mean, that actually has the word agenda, provide an agenda for these interparliamentary groups. That's what they want. And there's another really shocking quote from the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations website, by Obama's first national security advisor, Jones, saying, this is the quote, it's in the, on the CFR thing. It says, thank you for that wonderful tribute to Henry Kissinger yesterday. Congratulations. As the most recent national security advisor of the United States, I take my daily orders from Dr. Kissinger, filtered down through General Brent Scowcroft and Sandy Berger, who is also here. So Kissinger was Nixon's national security advisor. Scowcroft was... George H.W. Bush's and Sandy Berger was Clinton's, so it goes across parties. Uh, we have a chain of command in the National Security Council that exists today. And I would think that that was a joke or a lie, but I saw it myself on the CFR website. So that's what these people are up to. So when you talk about the failure of capitalism, I think the, the idea of capitalism is far past us right now and i even hesitate to talk about ideology socialism versus capitalism because that's not the real threat it's this thing what do you want to call that <laughs> you know i call it the corporate governmental continuum but it's it's actually much beyond that i mean the, this is a group of people whose names we have who get together to set the agenda for governments around the world and they, they're not doing it out of altruism and 
coincidentally, these people are worth billions upon billions of dollars in companies that are affected by these agendas. So that could be what millennials are rejecting. Could be. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Bob in Gainesville. Hi, Bob. You're on with Monica. Oh, hi, Monica. <clears throat> You'd said uh, in your opening monologue that uh, you know the majority of millennials reject capitalism. And I believe that you're correct, both the word capitalism and their distorted concept of it. We have this current groupthink slash social media pressure, and it's to identify with your generation or at least not be identified with old ideas from previous generations. Capitalism has some meaning to them, but what little concept they have of it is distorted by the government miseducation school system and this mindless peer pressure. Even on high school campuses today, most teachers refuse to distinguish between capitalism and crony capitalism, and movies and most of the other uh, media perpetuate this distortion. That is one and the same. You know, everybody can reject, as you said, crony capitalism. And if you say, well, it's one and the same as capitalism, well, then capitalism's bad. And if we just allow this system to continue where the pop culture reinforces the government school brainwashing, we won't even get Hillary Clinton in the future. We'll be ruled by Selena Gomez or Miley Cyrus. Well, that's an interesting point. I was thinking about something, Bob, that... Uh, I was, you know, I really struggle trying to teach my children, who are pretty young, the difference between the America I love and the America I think was hijacked. Mm -hmm. And I actually look at a period of time where I think the transformation took place. And that is the 18 years between JFK's assassination and Ronald Reagan's assassination attempt, which also included two attempts on Gerald Ford, and Watergate, which ousted Nixon in what I think might actually have been a coup. So you had six presidents in 18 years, four of whom were attacked or removed from office successfully or unsuccessfully. That was the attack was about. And ever since then, I look back and I think that the presidents we've had since then have not been independent, but have really been face jobs or puppets or or um, front men for these organizations. And, I, and, and you're saying, <laughs> I haven't seen anything yet, that we're actually going to get to the point where you're going to get pop stars or maybe reality show stars who are going to be uh, the, the, face, the front-facing part of this that we've actually gotten so, that we might be so dumbed down that, we, that that's, as, that's what we need. Actually, you were talking about the Bilderberg members, and right now, you know, I've read a number of articles on the meeting they're having this weekend. They want Hillary Clinton. That's their candidate, their choice. But in another decade, the Bilderberg members' children will choose Miley Cyrus. Or Angelina Jolie, who's exactly. a CFR member. Or That's George it. Clooney, who's also a CFR member. We, you want somebody who's, I mean, Hillary could push back a little bit to the puppeteers. Yes. Miley Cyrus won't. You know, no, she could. I thought of that about Hillary, which is why I thought they gave it to Obama instead, because I remember Bill and Hillary hmm. would not fall on their sword for a nationalized medicine. Yep. They wanted a second term. And Obama obviously was like, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> you know? well, you but Hillary didn't. You posted an excerpt from Candide on your website <clears throat> where the professor becomes so cynical that he believed that what they had was the best of all possible worlds. He was a defender of the status quo, and therefore the established government power structure. Even war served a purpose in the, quote, greater good, just as Republicans today would defend war. 
Yes, and they call this that people, even if they're the victims of the system, it's called, I just posted the social justification theory where people are so afraid of the unknown, they're so risk averse or want comfort so much that they will justify the status quo even if they're on the losing end of it because they just so fear change. And of course, that mentality is fostered by the people who are the beneficiaries of it. And uh, and I think that's largely responsible for what we have here. Uh, Steve, hang on. Got to take a quick break and I'll get to you next. He wants to say it's not about capitalism. I want to know what he thinks it is about. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today of 93. Tomorrow's high also 93. Weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I'm going to Steve in Winder. We are talking about capitalism and why it gets a bad rap. Hey, Steve. Yep. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Um, Well, it gets a bad rap because we don't have capitalism. And people claim that this is what capitalism is. This is not capitalism. I wish we had capitalism. This ain't it. And we don't have crony capitalism. We don't have corporatism. We don't have socialism. Uh, you know, Woodrow Wilson wrote about this when he was haunting the White House. You know, he, he predicted that, you know, the U.S. economy and uh, political power structure would evolve into something completely different. And he didn't know what to call it. So he called it X. And basically, that's what we are turning into. We are evolving into X. Well, what I heard somebody say, and I know what they were describing, what's called financial capitalism, but I absolutely hate that expression because it's not capitalism, but it does have to do with the control of the money at the top. I mean, that is so important. And and I, I think regular people, you know, anybody, me too, I have a hard time really understanding how serious it is that they control the very money. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, uh, it's, it's, I don't know what what the answer is. I, you know, I, you know, all I can say when people are talking about, you know, when, when they're bad mouthing capitalism, how do you know you've never lived in it? Yeah, I mean that's why I got so extreme that I'm now an anarcho capitalist because I don't think there is any seat of government, any monopoly, coercive power that uh, I can trust to no. not. You know, to not deliver this, to not deliver us and our rights to these financial powers. It's kind of crazy. But I want to do something fun before I change gears a little bit. I want to give away the McDonald's weekend prize pack. Thank you, Steve, for the call. Four tickets to an evening of great American music with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra on June 16th at Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. A pair of tickets to see the ASO, the music of the band Eagles on June 25th at Chastain Park Amphitheater, produced by ASO Presents, and a Hail Caesar Blu-ray and DVD combo pack. First to call 404-741-0750 gets that, and I'll take more of your calls after the break. This is Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB, talking about millennials and capitalism. 
And uh, capitalism gets a bad rap. The younger generation seems to have contempt for it, at least until they get a job, some people say. I say it's at least until they get out of the institutions that have been feeding them misinformation about what capitalism is. So I'm going to take a call. I have David on hold who wants to talk about this. I'm going to get to you. But then after that, I'm going to change gears a little bit and talk about a story from Henry County that I do not think is getting enough coverage. And I don't think all the facts are out there. Uh, Maybe the names in the the story sound familiar, David Powell or Ryan Johnson. Uh, If you don't know the story, it's very interesting. I'll get to it in a second. If you do know and you want to call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. But I want to finish up the conversation about capitalism. And uh, I'm going to David and Calhoun. Hi, David. You're on with Monica. David, can I hear? I can't hear you. No. Here you are. Come on, David. I got you. David, you're on the air. Hello? Hey. Hey, Monica. <laughs> Sorry, I lost it there for a second. Totally fine. What you got? Uh, what we have is a Federalist version of, of capitalism. Originally, the Republican Party was a Federalist Party. The Democratic Party was a Conservative Party. They didn't like the way the Democrats were controlling things, so they actually took over the Democratic Party and turned it into a liberal party. So you actually have both sides of the House working towards the same agenda. We have a capital, I mean, the Federalist version of capitalism where they use the corporate money to stay in control and the money is easily funneled back in rather than a free market. Well, it's funny that you say that, because I remember my father used to always marvel. He was just a humble worker guy, and he was just a, what I, I think, he was basically a Barry Goldwater conservative, what I call libertarian. I'm a libertarian. I basically got that from him. And he used to just simply not understand why businessmen weren't all what he called conservatives. Now, I think even the word conservative has has piled into it a lot of uh, issues that aren't fiscal in nature, and that's what he meant by fiscal conservatism. But he was like, "Why? How can businessmen be Democrats?" Was basically his question. And it's I can't believe I did not even get the answer to him while he was still alive. It's so obvious because big business, big contracts—that's how some of these guys get rich. Right. Big government. I mean, I work for a corporation, so you look at what the CEOs make versus what the people make. The CEOs well, call the people that work for them and funnel the money back to the people in power, and they get a big paycheck for it. Well, that's, there, are, there is some of that. Now, I don't, I got, um, people get uncomfortable if you start criticizing big business as if big business, big profit is inherently wrong. I don't think so. I, if you uh, build a better mousetrap and nobody else can figure out how to build it, then by all means, if people want to buy it from you, you should get as rich as Croesus. Like, it's totally fine. But if what you're doing is sending out that email that I know people who are listening have gotten, that you should contribute the maximum to this elected official, that individuals in the company are solicited to contribute to a specific guy because the head honcho or the company or whatever has limits or doesn't want it reported, that that's the kind of thing that they have that sort of power. Now, if they're just adding a lot of value and make a ton of money, I'm okay with that. But if what they're doing is going to meetings like the Bilderberg Group, finding out which way the wind is blowing, not telling anybody, capitalizing on that, or yucking it up with the government officials who are there, 
and who know, oh, he's one of us. That's what's that's the, I think that's the main force in the world today. Yeah. Yeah. A, anyway, thank you so much for the call, David. And uh, I did want to switch gears a little bit because I didn't want this story to go away without getting some attention. About a month ago, uh, it was like May 16th, whatever that Saturday was that I had a show. I mentioned, I was talking about local government, and I mentioned the story of a man named Ryan Johnson who was killed by a police, a SWAT team uh, shootout. I don't think it was a shootout. The SWAT team shot him and killed him in, it was in Stockbridge in Henry County. It happens to be on Swan Lake Road. And the story was that he was unstable in some way and and actually took a shot at his father, a shot that didn't hit him. The father did not call the police, but somebody else did. And after some back and forth, he was killed. And I said, I just wanted to know the facts of that because obviously the guy had a gun. He was unstable. I'm not going to jump to the conclusion that the cops were trigger happy or anything like that. I just wanted the facts. And there were some things coming out by the family uh, that you know, I, I just, I could sympathize with them. Something went terribly wrong. Uh, our family can only remain in the dark on why Ryan is dead, said his sister, Chelsea Christie, reading a statement written by their mother. Something went terribly wrong. Our family can only remain in the dark on why Ryan is dead. The mother said, I asked to speak with my son. That was not allowed. It may have made a different outcome in how the story ended. Uh, she said she and her family were com- kept back from the home while the SWAT team surrounded the scene. Now, I've heard stories enough like, uh, just, I've been around long enough to know, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know the facts of this. I just feel that that when our representatives, our agents, and government works for us, we authorize them, we pay for it, it is in our name that they do stuff like this, uh, that, they, that they have guns and can enter people's property, that we need to scrutinize that more. Not, not because I don't trust the police. It's better for them. It's better for everyone if we have a stable system with high standards of justice, what it means to protect the public. Uh, I read later on WSB's Matt Johnson, his uh, Facebook page, that the father said Ryan was shot 20 times. So he was tased twice. They still ended up shooting him 20 times. And the father has questions about whether he had to die. All right. So I wasn't going to bring up that story again. But by some weird coincidence, I guess, uh, this week I read a story that David Powell, 63, died after being shot late Tuesday or early Wednesday uh, on the same street, Swan Lake Road in Stockbridge in Henry County. And the story that I read basically everywhere, except for one story, it said he went outside with a gun to see what the commotion was about. Police said Powell refused their instructions to put down his weapon and an officer shot him. So that disturbed me because, and the official story was they got a 911 call from a woman screaming. There were gunshots firing in the background. They ended up going to the wrong house and they shot this guy dead eventually. And again, I don't know the details. The details are very sparse uh we just aren't getting the details there's no reason we shouldn't get the details if there are cop cameras out there this would be the time to get unedited versions of them from beginning to end 
But uh, so I just I wondered what the real story was. And I posted it. We had a conversation about it. And they talked about, uh, you know, people were going back and forth. This is outrageous. There is absolutely no way someone should ever be killed on his own property. He has a right to have a gun. And then the alternative viewpoint is if they tell you to put down your gun, you have to do it. Worry about uh, uh, taking a stand about your rights in front of a, a judge. And for me, I can't imagine not putting down a gun if I saw police or I heard police tell me to. But again, we need the facts because... There was another statement I read, and it's really hard to get this information. Uh, I'm afraid it's going to get swept under the rug, which is why I'm talking about it. The, uh, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation spokesman said, preliminary information indicates an officer shot Powell in the neck after he ignored officers' verbal commands to drop his weapon. But his wife gave a differing account to investigators, according to Powell's family. Geraldine uh, Huey, Powell's mother, said... She says, I guess his wife, she heard a noise. The dogs were in the house. The dogs were up and heard that David got up to see what the dogs were barking at. And I guess they were making such a racket. So he reached back to get his pistol. According to her, she never heard anybody identify themselves or say they were a police officer. Only thing she heard was a shot and him hollering, get back in the house. And she's calling 911. So I just don't know what to think about this. And my my hope is that we get some answers and and i have fears that stories like this because stories like this come up and you want to know how to how to fix it is it a po- you know, i find it hard to believe that rogue cops are violating protocol and putting their pensions at risk to do this crazy stuff i have to believe that the that there are protocols in place that uh you know, results in these kind of accidents, let's call them, too often. But here's what I really fear, that these kind of stories, you know, I'm talking about it, we can talk about it, get agitated about it, that instead of addressing the problems that exist with the current system, the solution, which may be caused by government, will be, well, that's what you get for taking a gun out, even on your own property. It's just innocent people die, you die. And it'll be used not to shore up the castle doctrine, but to uh, to discourage people from defending, you know, from asserting themselves, from taking control of defending their own property. Because the reality is, if somebody's breaking into your property, I mean, policemen will tell you this. If someone's breaking into your property and you call 911, whatever incident is going to happen, it's going to be over by the time they get there. Or it certainly will have escalated. You're, you're, it's not a good idea to go confront this guy and think that the cops are going to be there any second to save you. So you want, you know, it's less crime if you assert yourself like that, if people think that you're going to defend your own property. It's just a moral hazard, I think. Uh, I have time for one quick call before uh, I cut to the break, but I'm, I'm just not sure I'm going to be able to screen that enough. So, uh, and I, I wanted to wrap up on a different note. So I just kind of want to put that out there. I want to see if we can get more facts about the instance of either David Powell or Ryan Johnson or both. I'm happy to continue this conversation during the week on Twitter at Monica Perez show or to uh, get to it on um, Facebook. 
But uh, I guess I just, you know, I hesitate to throw anybody under the bus about, you know, maybe this is definitely the cop's fault or definitely the um, guys who got killed's fault. So I guess I'll just leave that up to y'all to figure out. Maybe I'll take one quick call. Jim in Stockbridge, give me, give it to me in a nutshell. In a nutshell, when the officer says, put the weapon down, you put the weapon down. But what if he didn't say that? He's an Air Force and retired military person. I am an infantry person. I am an airborne. It's but like, his wife said they didn't told, say that. Told, number, well, number one, it's like if, if I hear people rattling around in my backyard, it's like I'm calling the police. Yeah, he said, he said, she said that he, uh, the dogs were going crazy. He saw a shadow. He opened his garage door. He had the gun. I mean, I think this is not like the middle of the city. And uh, that he told her to call 911 and and that they didn't hear the police. Anyway, um, I want to get more facts on this. Let's continue this conversation. Uh, I'll be back to wrap it up after the break. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Mostly sunny and 94 forecast for Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we're wrapping it up for today. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And uh, But I do continue this conversation all week long on my Facebook page. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I read lots of tweets on the air. And you can go to my blog post or write articles during the week. And you get to my Facebook page from there, MonicaPerezShow.com. But there was a funny thing I had posted on Facebook. And at, the other day, it was... I wanted to solicit from people their most trusted alternative news sources. So basically stuff you get from the internet that isn't covered by the mainstream. And I got a tremendous amount of feedback on that. Very interesting. So I decided to uh, curate that. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to add my own. I'm going to post on that. If you want to add to it, go to my Facebook page and find that post. I also, by coincidence, I really it was complete coincidence... I uh, posted a an alert about a Kickstarter campaign, and I have never, ever contributed to a Kickstarter or promoted it or anything. But this one, it's called NewsBud. It's Sibel Edmonds and James Corbett and some people that, in the alternative world, I began to really uh, appreciate for at least giving the honest analysis. So that's uh, another thing that I would encourage you to check out. Their thing is winding up, so you're going to want to... Uh, do that and uh, and also I think we've come up with a lot of great stuff today about the millennials and how capitalism gets a bad rap so I'm going to post my podcast as soon as I can I always post my podcast on my website uh, and I'll put all the references links stuff that we've talked about today and I encourage you to comment on that and we'll go back and forth on uh uh, if there's more to add. So it's always a great conversation. Always continues uh, pretty lively during the week. And I will be back next Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.